Why go to all the trouble of experiencing the great outdoors for yourself when you can listen to a few Northwest Outdoor experts yap about it? This is the Three Rivers Marine Outdoor Line with Tom Nelson and Joey Pyburn on Seattle Sports. The Outdoor Line is brought to you by Yamaha, Sportco Outdoor Emporium, Duckworth Boats, Roy Robinson RV, Kitsap Marina, Bob's Heating and Air Conditioning, Rain Marine, and Les Schwab Tires. Hello, good morning, and welcome to the Outdoor Line, streaming live on MyNetQuest.com. Don't forget about the live video feed on 710sports.com, or of course, the venerable V, OutdoorLine.com, with blogs, podcasts, and so very, very much more. Good morning, Joey Pyburn. We have been on a salmon bender, you and I. I mean... I'm, I'm kind of going through July withdrawals already. You know, well, it's it, just like it went fast, dude. I just cannot even believe that this is the fifth and final weekend of July. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah, we 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 were on every area nine every day that was open. <laughs> yeah, we were, and it was and fantastic. It was, it was it was a very 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 good Chinook year. Um, area nine remains open. In fact, uh, our our buddy Ray Gombiski is going to check in later in the show uh, live and on location from. Um, from Marine Area Nine, checking things out, and and uh, it's it's open for pinks and it's open for coho, and we actually got a decent coho with our Chinook yesterday. You so, drug you dug him out of the dirt in 140 him. feet of water Dude, on the hooch. It's just what you targeting Chinook, yeah, and 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 ended up with that. But you're you're you had the hot rod yesterday, but you know why is it that the fish that you get vertical just Mean a little bit more, and they're a little bit more because, fun. The ones you get it's rod in hand. It's dude. rod in hand. Rod, rod in hand. hand. It takes a little bit of, you know, a little more skill yeah. than just running something down on the downrigger. We got yelled. and when you get if and we got you, yelled at too. Which we, well, which people do. don't for some reason <laughs> those moochers over there at Point Wilson and their little boats. They're all very cool little boats. <laughs> they are. Um, and our, we have a very cool big boat, mm-hmm. and they hate it. They don't. Yeah, they not, do not like us. We're not. We're not really. We don't, we don't really like, and it. I think maybe it, it could have something to do with we motor in there and stick a twenty two pound chinook. Oh, dude, that thing was beautiful. Man, what a nice fish! That uh, that was a dandy. That was the biggest one we got at at at, at on in area on the nine. Area nine yeah, fishery. Yeah, and it yeah. was uh, so so we started out out there yesterday. And this obviously is not going to really help anybody, but but just to tell the story a little bit, um, we had just a little bit of that ebb. First thing in the morning, so we put in and start, you know, dragging across the bank, and there's kind of a little patchy bait, and just kind of not anything too too exciting. And then we picked up and made another one. That was a mistake we made. It was we should have just went and and went mooching because when well, that, and when you said current, it, those, and I I was apprehensive to move because I just felt like we could we could get on them early and 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 we and had often and we on had. the troll right. But you were right. We should have been at Wilson earlier. Or, uh, a solid half an hour, forty five minutes before it, we were. When when you recognize that, listen, you you got a potential to go vertical. Your catch per unit effort when you mooch and when you jig is higher than just sitting there grinding around with the downriggers, right? And 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 the thing of it is, you, we catch bigger fish because of this presentation. The presentation, speed. The, the slow pres- presentation, yes. and, Bingo. and Close. I was talking to my uncle Ron about this yesterday. And he said, "You know, it, it, everybody has gone to trolling, mm-hmm. trolling yeah. um, anchovies or small herring and heads, right. spoons, hoochies. Yep. You fast, troll fast, faster, fast, fast, fast. Well, he's an old school yeah. 
cut plug herring yeah. fishermen and that that requires you to slow down and the only way you can do that is get off the drag away yep. from all those yep. people trolling around real fast and and do what we did is move over to right. wilson get on the mooch program that slow presentation and i we were talking about it this morning i let it down but i don't just let it down i let it down slow yeah. and i'm looking to catch the attention of this a big midwater cruiser and they'll follow that thing down or they'll eat it on the drop yeah. And if they don't eat it on the drop, boom, I bounce bottom. Get it off bottom quickly. Because get there's it, a crank lot up, of little mouths down Crank there. up yeah. five cranks real fast. Get it off the bottom. And then just wait. Just slow, couple slow cranks, and then let it hang. Couple slow cranks. And, and that fish, uh, that which was awesome for me, oh, having yeah. the rod in the hand yeah. and having that thing eat. And yeah. then, and then uh, one, one Kevin Patrick Gogan, number 66 in your program, number one in your heart, just an absolute piece of work. He's you know, my old roommate from the U who ended up on the cover of Sports Illustrated. That's the dirtiest player in the NFL. Got to sit with Bob Buchanan all the way up to freaking mid-channel and back, and it was that was just precious. The stuff that goes on in, in you know on those trips is just just hilarious. But what did go on was was four beautiful Chinook coming on board and a dandy coho, and all those are going in the smoker. So that's I, I just can't wait. Now, um, area nine, like I said, remains open, and there are pinks, and, and there, there are coho. coho, and and we heard. Big numbers of pinks now on the outside, on the west side of San Juan. They're flooding into the islands right now. My buddies who were up there, uh, Chris Sherwood was up there yesterday. They tried to bounce out to pile and and think they're going to fish for Chinook, and it was a it was a a, a pink salmon fiesta. You can't get through them. And he sent us pictures. These are these are well fed, fat like that pink you got. Beautiful fish, man. I think people are really going to be surprised at the size of the humpies. This yeah. And and that's and that's cool for a number of reasons. Number one, obviously, it's indicative of the quality of the oceanic pasture right now and the feed that they're experiencing out in the open ocean. Just it is tremendous. Um, number two is the fact that when these guys get in our local rivers, they pack a reproductive wallop. Not only can bigger humpy humpies dig deeper into the gravel, they the females pack more eggs. Um, the males are packing their 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 fertilizing wallop as well, and so it, it's going to be good. And 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 so this. This this run of four million that's that's projected into Puget Sound, you know, you don't have to think too far back to when we had nine, ten million pink runs in, in in Puget Sound, and of course, you know, we had a flat spot in the ocean, in you know, temperature regime, and to kind of knock them out for a while. But you know, there there could there could be we could be right back to the Bristol Bay of Humpies again, so. which is great. Yeah. I, you know, they're just perfect fish for for well, the beginner and for everybody like. I mean, I like, I love catching them. They Dude, fight fun. hard. They're fun. And they eat well. They do. And if you want to put up a bunch of smoked salmon, man, yep. fresh, get them right in the brine. Here's They're the, great. We, the humpies get such a bad rap. Dude, it's a wild salmon yeah, with a delicate flavor. Like, and, and here's the thing. Here's where people fall down. They, they'll go out in a, in a, you know, car topper, 10 to 12 foot aluminum boat, catch them and throw them in the bottom of the boat. And that's where they sit with the hot August sun cooking them in the bottom of the boat. You got to bleed them. You got to ice them. Okay. And then take care of them. You can't. And, and then just don't fill up a garbage bag full of them and throw them in your freaking freezer. Cause it, you're just turning them into crab bait at that point. Mm-hmm. They deserve better vacuum pack them. Okay. But my, like you just said, do Get, something with them go, fresh. Go go do right a go, go do a Google search on smoking salmon simplified. My 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 smoked salmon blog on theoutdoorline.com and just it's so easy to smoke a whole bunch of them. Then when you got Uncle Ernie and Aunt Gert 
from out of town, you know, over the holidays, over, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and all kind of stuff. Hey, got some smoked salmon. The first question out of their mouth isn't going to be, well, is it a oh, yeah. yeah. No, it's like, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So so concentrate on the oh, really factor of having a whole bunch of healthy salmon in your freezer. Quit looking down your nose at humpies. And listen, I, I, I eat these things I do a too. lot. I and, do, too. Um, my beautiful wife of 26 years, Miss Callie Pyburn, uh, she, I, I feed her a lot of Chinook salmon. And then when it's pink season, she prefers it because it's, it's, it's a mild. It is a mild. And listen, you take care of these things properly. You bleed them. You ice them. Yep. You put them in one of Bubba's. There you go. Uh, the catch cooler. The tie. The tie. The tie catch cooler. You could fit about, uh, we could we fit four <laughs> Chinook and a and a coho in there yesterday, oh, and it man. was bulging. It you was. could probably fit fifteen or sixteen pinks in there, and you just keep layering it with ice, and you'll have some of the best fish on the planet. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six locally to a six four two one three seven seven six. That is the reverse chine hotline brought to you by Duckworth Wildcraft. Eight six six nine seven nine three seven seven six is also the text toy, and it's powered by Yamaha Outboards. Uh, give us ninety seconds. And we're going to tell you why, honestly, August may be the best angling month of the year. Why? Back in 90 seconds, I'll tell you right back here on the Outdoor Line. Sales Sports Station 710, Sales Sports app. From the shining shores of Puget Sound to your radio, this is the Outdoor Line on Seattle Sports Station. James G. Murphy has a whole lot going on the month of August. Check out murphyauction.com. Surplus ammo and arms located in Tacoma is liquidating 250 guns on the block. Glocks, revolvers, Sig Springfield, CZ, FNs, ammunition lots from 17 to 50 cal. Gun accessories, bags, night sights, holsters, cases, bags, and then the big one, the heavy equipment auction, August 3rd through the 10th. Heavy equipment like crazy, four Grove cranes, three Vactor trucks, John Deere wheel loaders, 34 excavators. Go check out and more at murphyauction.com. It's kind of cool just to kind of go through and browse all the stuff. Dude, they're crazy what they got going on there. Just absolutely insane. But if you're looking something, this is target season. Great time to head over to murphyaction.com. All right. August. Dude. I mean, you know, we're, we, we see some Chinook opportunities kind of reduce a little bit. But the lack of Chinook catch in Area 9 now and the lack of Chinook catch after today, Marine Area 7, um, there's going to be – Ample Chinook opportunity in, in Area 10, and that's right here, right yep. right out our front door. Central Puget Sound is going to stay open, but it's also going to stay open for, for humpies and pinks in Marine Area 9 like like we just covered. So so we got one of the – you're going to see more fish landed at area ramps in August than we did in July. True or false? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, we, we have um, better limits, you know. We're going to yep. get – so – and then just the amount of – coho we're already seeing which is like you know we're catching we've caught more coho than we've caught pinks on on the july king fishery i remember silver seasons where nobody even uttered the word coho until labor day yeah and and they're here already and we're on the cusp of buoy 10 here we go baby yes so so buoy 10 the forecast for chinook is bigger than it was last year. Yeah, okay. five hundred and forty-five thousand Chinook. Listen to you memorizing the forecast numbers. That is a passionate fish nerd. Right well, there. yeah. Congratulations, I mean, congratulations for that. Because I, um, I want my cut. Oh, I want dude, to know I, how don't many we all? But but also, you know, I, I know that we head down there. We're probably going to get on that. You know, go over the Barrio Waco program just mm-hmm. just a little bit earlier this year because that was actually slam dunk lights out and stuff. And and, and obviously, then 
you're going to have to have a little bit of Iwako in your game plan given the closure. There's going to be, you know, two uh, couple-day closures in Bowie 10. Um, August Nate, 21st through the 23rd and August 28th through the 29th. Yeah. And so then, th- those are the days right. that when they shut us down inside, we're going to yeah. pop yeah. over the bar, yeah. go out there and, and play with uh, – Play with the fish and the salt. Yeah, no doubt about it. And probably we will be back up here by the 28th, too, because August is going to be busy for us, Sandwich for Soldiers, mm-hmm. and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Oh, but, August is going to be busy for us? Yeah, huh. <laughs> like, like, Ju- like July wasn't. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, of course, Buzz Ramsey is going to jump in with us next week, too. So um, absolutely looking forward to it. And also then we got the Halibut reopened just in time for... <laughs> and what else happens in August on the coast? Tuna. Yeah, man. Yeah, and, and so... We didn't even really run down the show today. What we got, what we got going on, but uh, actually, uh, Mark White, the uh, president of the Owaco Tuna Club, who I've fished together a couple of days with on Buoy Ten, he's just a stick, man. Super good dude. And that whole El Waco scene's a gas. He he actually made a couple tuna runs this week, so he's going to jump in um, the final segment of the show. And uh, of course, we, and then the return of Robbo. Robbo's going to jump in at, at, at seven o'clock. When I say return of Robbo, just you know, he'll he'll deign to join us you know, every, every, every now and then. <laughs> And then uh, Brandon Mason of Olson's Masons, and 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 the thing of it is, you know, we had Mike Lawrence on the show last week. That the whole Nia Bay thing is still cranking. We need to mention also that in the victim of our own success department, um, Westport, they were going to grind through their quota, man. Yeah, they, and and so, and and I talked to Dave Johnson about this, who's who's our man of the Pacific Coast Management Council, Dave Johnson. Um, he, they had to make the decision to shut down Friday and Saturday Chinook retention in Westport so they can get that quota to last. I mean, you want, you want some Chinook retention opportunity in Westport in August. Why? Because, because we got a bunch of coho around that we well, need to be able to. That true, too. But you're going to see somebody's going to get a 40, somebody's going to get a 45. Somebody's going to get a 50-pounder at Westport this year. And, I mean, and, look, and look at 10, the fish we're, we're seeing. You know, we, we obviously saw a – Fantastic grade of fish yesterday in Area 9. My Uncle Ron put a 24-pound Chinook in the boat yesterday. We just got a, a checking in from Rocky Bay up there, Chris Sherwood, with what that looks ro- to be a, a solid 20-pound Chinook. Man, there's just a kid. lot it, there is. of nice fish around. There is. And, and so we need to reach out to our dear friend Gabe Miller. Somewhere down in Area 13 this morning, and, and and you know, and of course, you know, our 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 man in Area 10, Bob Buchanan, is is looking for Gabe and wanting to make sure Gabe's been on a little bit of a slump down there. So, if, if, all your buddies down there, Gabe Gabe Miller, our friend, the buyer at Sport Co., he needs a little help this morning. So, if somebody catches a fish, you kind of want to be next to Gabe's boat because he's got this fish repellent thing going on right now, right? <laughs> so they're they're pushing oh, away Gabe. from they're pushing away from Gabe's boat a little bit. So if you're next to Gabe. Go ahead and catch one next to Gabe, and that'll that'll help him out. Somewhat. Maybe maybe it'll it'll get the stink off his gear. <laughs> Believe me, we we've had a, we've had our good luck out that. there this morning, Gabe. Yeah, yeah no doubt about it. Um, you know, and so again, Bowie Town opens up on Tuesday, and one of the things that is really really interesting about that estuary, there's already fish in the estuary, and 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 um, I, we we need to reach out to Eric Lindy, but just you say Bowie Ten to me, and I start. All the personalities of all the knucklehead buddies of ours, you know, the the the, the Eric Lindys, the Jack Glasses, the you know Buzz Ramsey, you know, all, all the guys we got down there. It's just a wonderful information network, and and there's going to be fish caught on the first. There's just yeah, no for question. sure with all with all the code. The one weird thing though uh, about. Ilwaco right now is I think they expected the coho fishing to be even better than it is right now. 
and and it's nearly a fisher rod. And we'll run through all the catch stats mm-hmm. here a little, little bit later in the show. But but uh, you know, there's there's still some reticence on the part to everybody to buy into the fact we're actually going to get eight hundred seventy five thousand coho, you know, back into the Columbia this year. So, but we'll see. You know, yeah. those remains to be seen. I, we want him to stay out and get bigger. Let's let him get. Yes, bigger, let him sure. stay on the chew and get bigger. Speaking of getting bigger, the size of the humpies are astounding, which is so cool. How do we prove this? Well, we're just going to let Brandon Mason of Olson's Masons join us next here and tell us all about it. Brandon Mason, Olson's Mason Resort in our beloved CQ. Joining us next here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. Welcome to the BOMAC Tech Line. BOMAC has all the gear for all your techniques, and SMI Shellfish gear is simply the best. BOMAC, we catch big fish. We're going to Tech Line here in the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports App. Matt Nelson, one of the board back there. Joey Pyburn on my left. I'm Tom Nelson. Thanks for tuning in this morning. And uh, let's, let's go out. To Clallam Bay, and Clallam is the uh, is the native word for calm waters, and uh, they don't get much, much calmer than inside Clallam Bay there at Olson's Masons Resort. And here to tell us all about CQ itself is uh, is our good friend Brandon Mason. Good morning, Brandon. Thanks for picking up, dude. Hey, yeah, you're welcome. Morning, guys. How how's everybody? We're doing great, man. So uh, we're starting to see the Chinook numbers drop a little bit out there, but we're seeing. Guys start to catch way more coho and way more pinks. Um, give us, you know, set the scene. What's going on out there right now? Yeah, that's correct. It's, that's uh, that's typical. Um, yeah, th- this rain that we had the last couple of days uh, really pushed in probably, I would say, the first wave of, uh, of pinks. And there's a, quite a bit of wild ones lingering so to speak. And, and yeah, there's a lot of coho out in that deeper water. Guys are still catching fish, doing well early morning. I'd say four thirty in the morning to about six thirty in the morning. Uh, they touch quite a few, uh, Kings and stuff. And then after the sun comes up, it's a little brighter. Those fish tend to push out in that deeper water. And, um, I'd say 250 line, you probably need to be out there and, and fishing down at least 200 on the wire. Yeah. And it, it is rough trying to get down through through all the pinks. It's but, a good problem to have. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Dude. Well, and here right, here's right. here's what can happen this time of year. Obviously, that because we have all these pinks and, and we're seeing some coho out there too, pretty decent numbers, it becomes harder to get to those Chinook. It doesn't necessarily mean that there's less of them. It's just harder to get through all the other fish to get to those Chinook. But if you can, you know, we get shut down in here. We're done. in today's the last day in seven. It's a lot. You know, we had our last day in area nine yesterday. Some of our biggest Chinook don't show up here until August, August and they swim right by you. So guys have an opportunity right. out there to catch the biggest Chinook of the year and there's all these other fish around just to keep the rods popping. That's right. Yeah, it's always uh, nice to be able to fish Chinook in, in in August all the way to the 15th. So fingers crossed that, that we can make it all the way. Well, I mean, look at your quota. I mean, that that's, that's entirely plausible, dude. I, I really think that... You know, you are going to make it this year on Chinook, which is, you know, kind of a double-edged sword, too. But now you're up to a two-fish limit on Chinook as well. But that, that scenario that you, you you laid out, which is kind of near-shore, first-light deal like that, there's not 
not everybody that comes out to Olson's Masons is willing to put down the beer at 6.30 and get up, you know, and jump on those fish. So if you want to work at it and just get that first light bite in on the caves, okay, a little farther down, all that stuff. I mean, those fish are going to be there. The most exciting part time of your day is before that sun is up and the bait is popping on the surface and you're making that first troll right on the kelp line, that's when amazing things can happen. And it, it's a very short window. It, it's over quickly. And then, like Brandon said, those fish are going to push out. Right. And you're going to go have to chase them in the deep water, which is not nearly as fun. But, Brandon, I mean, you're talking maybe even the 30-foot depth line in there, and so you really don't need downriggers. How about just kind of oh. drifting through with a nice big cut plug and a sinker first thing in the morning off the kelp? Oh, yeah, cut, cut plugs, these some of these guys are doing really well. I mean, that's a lost art too in itself, uh, motor motion and everything. It seems like everybody just wants to uh, run Pop, power troll and, <laughs> and yep, yeah, and just use their downriggers. So yeah, you see, you see quite a few of the little boats are right there inside, and it, yeah, and they uh, they come back with some nice fish too. So yeah, we we had a uh, I, yesterday uh, we seen a nice. A nice group of uh, of quality sized fish come in. So uh, we weighed a thirty two pounder. Uh, one boat had two fish on it was thirty two pounds. Had a twenty two pounder, an eighteen pounder, and a ten pounder. And it was two guys on a boat. It, it was just real good quality fish yesterday. And that wasn't even that was just one boat. We we weighed quite a few twenty pound fish yesterday. Oh so. man. 32-pound hatchery fish. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, if that ain't if that doesn't have you spinning the wheels to go launch it at Olson's Mason's Resort, I mean, again, the biggest kings of the year, we've not seen them yet. They're, they're still coming in because they're still out there getting fat, you know. And when we talked to Mikey Lawrence at Nia, Nia Bay, you know, and, and that's yep. that's going on great too. But problem in Nia Bay is, and especially today, you've got, you've got these westerlies that are, that are kicking up a little bit and going to make it a little bit of rough. But at Olson's Masons, you have no run to the fish, dude. You can start your kicker at the breakwater and get going out. And you've done you've done such a great job at that facility too, Brandon. Because you know you've upgraded you've upgraded the motel and all the facilities and all the rooms right there. And then what I wanted to ask you about uh, the dredging inside the harbor is that is that going to happen this fall? What, what's the story with that? Yeah. Uh, so last fall, October, we put all new pilings in. And uh, yeah, I've been working on on the permit for years. Finally, finally got the the blessing to do that, and we're going to start dredging Monday. No kidding. So, so, so now, yeah, and the dredging be a lot going on around here. And for you guys that are like Port Everett guys like me, you know what that means around the ramp. That means more access. That means during low tide periods, there's more room. It's safer to get into your slip. You got a little more forgiveness around all these places, and it's but it, it's it's difficult to get these dredging permits these days, right? Port Everett did it, did yeah, a great job, made made things a lot easier for folks that use that ramp. But it, but at Olson's. It also made your place. It wasn't really about the ramp as much as it is more moorage. It's going to increase your capacity for boats, right, Brandon? Correct. It, it's going to uh, give us about twenty four hundred more feet of dock space. So it'll that'll be huge. It'll it, we'll be able to put two strings completely all the way back in, and and because I always hate having to turn down people when they 
drove so far to to moor their boats and let's say now oh, you got to launch and retrieve and we're sorry if we can we'll get you get you on the dock so and one of the definitely get more people one of the best one of the most enduring charms of cq is the fact that it is a small boat fishery and and the fact that you're everything so, is so close you're so close and the water's so calm but yet you're on the salmon super highway you're you know you're you're in the straits and there's all these fish streaming in and you know, and I hate to say it, but you, you don't need a freaking twenty-eight, thirty-foot no, duck, duckworth there. You really don't. You just a, a smaller boat, and there's and there's it's so much fun being able to chase a fish around the bow of a boat and fish out of those small boats. It's a kick in the pants. But they, if you got to run a great distance, they'll they'll beat you up. But the, that is not going to happen coming out of CQ, where the fish are right out in front of you, and that's that's just huge. But you also have complete fish processing facilities and, and, and for the guys, too, don't you? The gut hut. Yep, the old gut hut. <laughs> Get Pat in there working, working away. He's 82 years old and works hard every, every day. So he he loves it. But, yeah, no, it's guys can come hand, hand over their fish and uh, and go right back out and go bottom fishing and, and do all kinds of stuff. So, so, so yeah, we're... Before before we let you go, I I, I want to get the silver scenario because you know it, it sometimes there's a gap in between the really really solid chinook fishing and 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 the coho. This year we got humpies, okay, to kind of fill in that weird time that 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 kind of gap of action. So we got the pinks, but we're already getting cohos in Puget Sound. You must be seeing some silvers out there, but I think you you got a little longer season this year. Tell us about our coho opportunity in CQ this year before we let you go, Brandon. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing some coho. It's uh, you, you're clear out there in 600 foot of water to see them because the pinks are everywhere. They're from the shoreline all the way out, but it's it's early, and uh, yeah, it's been eight years since we've um, been able to fish wild coho. And starting on October 1st through October 15th, we get two wild coho, and so that's pretty pretty darn exciting. That's it's, huge. Well, and it they're huge like, yeah, in October. Yeah. Those... yeah, they'll be they'll be big hook nose. It'll be awesome. <laughs> and to be able to go out and and anytime you can get two fish instead of just yeah. one fish and, and, like, and no fin flip restrictions. Yeah, huge, so that's so. that's a big deal. He's Brandon Mason. Go check out Olson's Resort dot com. Brandon, appreciate you uh, getting up this morning. I know it's a, I know you're uh, you're working hard and. In, in July and August, and well, all year long, really. But I know this is a tough time of year for you to get up and join us, and I appreciate you taking the time this morning. Good luck. Keep in touch, my friend. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank right. you, Brandon. Right, Brandon. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, let's uh, let's pop out of a quick break. Coming up next, Raymarine Picks of the Week here for the last time in July, Joey. Mm-hmm. Where did July go? I know where it went because I, I kind of have an idea. Spent too, most right? of it on the sea beast yeah, fishing chinook. This, so. this is true. All right, yeah. uh, Raymarine Picks of the Week coming at you next here on the Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station Seven Ten, Seattle Sports App. Welcome to the Outdoor Line Picks of the Week, presented by Raymarine Electronics. Don't just go fishing, go hunting underwater. Raymarine, simply superior. It's, it's all about your fish finder, gang. Your fish finder, your transducer, and sonar modules, and how they work together. Without a pitcher underneath your boat, you are fishing in the dark. Go figure out what we mean at raymarine.com. So what's going to happen if we we hit our uh, sub-legal, you know, yeah, the, cl- uh, so the, here's, the here's, quota in 10? So here's here's the problem, and this is why... You know, and we just got lit up on the text to 8669793776 powered by uh, Yamaha Outboards. 
um, about, hey, listen, why aren't you guys talking about Area 10 and what happened to Area 10? All right, Area 10, we still should be fishing Chinook because we're leaving 2,977 Chinook on the table in Marine Area 11. 11, yes. In Marine Area 11, okay? Uh, So the issue there was um, we have an increased production on the hatchery front, and so we got shut down because of hatchery sublegal encounters a large percentage of which are jacks okay they're sexually precocious they're they're mature jacks nobody wants them we don't want them in the hatchery they're not going to get any bigger okay they've they've they like 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 they went out to CQ and said oh hey I hear let's party back in, you know, let's go well, party in Tacoma, right? Well, they see a and bunch so, of uh, hot broads yeah. going that direction, and they're like, hey, Wait, what are we doing out here? Let's go I, with them. I want to go to that party. Yeah. So, yeah, so they turn around and head right back in. Okay. So so Area 11 is now closed because of hatchery encounters. Okay. The over-management regime that WDFW is married to is, is a multiple closure trigger deal, and the same multiple closures exist in Marine Area 10. And so right now in 10... We are we are up to sixty six percent of our sublegal hatchery encounters. Okay, so again, the same metric that is causing that caused the problem in eleven is potentially going to cause the same problem in ten. But but we we shall see. And these numbers are basically derived from from test fishing numbers. And, but then uh, say they say we reach it before August first, they shut it down. It shuts it down completely. But then it opens up August first for um, coho and pinks, right? There, yeah, because there are non retention. Um, there, there is a non retention c- component there of of you know. Listen, we're not fishing for chinook. You're not targeting chinook anymore. Uh, the sample crew, you know. We'll, yeah. we'll see what yeah, okay. we'll see what they see, but yeah, I, over I, management. It's it like, is, it's, and the bottom pumping, line we're is pumping all these hatchery fish out. Of course, yes, we're going to encounter more subs. I mean, it's just going to happen. And the, but these are hatchery fish we're talking about, and we seem to be getting plenty of adult hatchery fish back. So um, we just we got to get this figured out. Well, we do, but it, it's going to take pressure on the department to realize that. This overmanagement, it's not necessary. There's no there's no ESA reason for it. It's not justified, you know, but we but we need to ask some questions of our co managers of why we're why they're they're being that why WDFW is being coerced to overmanage these stocks because um it's 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 a it's a tough deal. It, I mean it, we, we scream and kick and yell about but we can, opportunity right. and and when we leave, you know, almost three thousand fish in area eleven, that's a lot. That is a lot of opportunity, and all it does is push all the pressure mm-hmm. into Area 10, yep. and then, you know, then it's just your, like it's dominoes, your, right? Your, your self-fulfilling prophecy. You've got you've got this problem in, in 11, so everybody goes to 10, and you create the same problem in 10. Yeah. And and the way to do it is let's 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 manage our fish populations fairly, okay? Uh, also, check it out. We do have Marine Area 13 open. The uh, 27th annual PSA Salmon Derby. We'll probably have Art Tetchel on the show next week. Saturday, August 12th, this is going to go down. Go to uh, go to gigharborpsa.org. Um, this is this is a $5,000 derby, dude. You get three three grand for first. Um, brought 1500 to, for yep. second. Third's right. 500 bucks and just tons of prizes. Thanks to Bubba from BOMAC for uh, for sponsoring this. Also, our good friends at... Uh, at Cressy Door and Gamakatsu and Sport Co Outdoor Emporium, they're uh, they're all stepping up here. Silver Horde, of course, you know, up to their armpits in in providing prizes for that particular deal too. So, um, but now you know we're we're looking. What is going on this week? What do you need to focus on this week? 
And and the fact of the matter is, since we lost that Chinook day today, we should have had one one more today in Marine Area 9. Dude, you've still got a great opportunity for coho and pinks in there, but you got to change your game plan to target these species. Well, and if you want to have fun catching these coho and these pinks, obviously they're, you know, they're not as big as the Chinook we've been fishing on. You and I are going to switch over. We're going to take a bunch of the the you know, downrigger rods off the boat. We're going to switch over to some lightweight spinning rods, Ultralights. some little pink buzz bombs, some little pink jigs, maybe tipped with a raised bait sand shrimp or a coon shrimp if you need to. Uh, obviously, these pinks are going to be pretty snappy. And then, hey, mooch. Right. Mooch. You want light gear and go to the mooch and, and target these coho that are if, out there right now. If you're taking your medium heavy, Ten and a half footers, and trolling around with big stiff Chinook releases for humpies and coho. You're you're, you're kind of missing the point. Yeah, you know. Yeah, lighten I, up. Hey, get spooled light, by it. Yeah. <laughs> get get spooled by it. Let your kid throw his little tiny ultralight yeah. trout rod out there and let a humpy almost spool him. Yeah, and that now you're having fun. <laughs> so. Oh. Like like you almost got spooled at Mid Channel earlier this week, dude. Yeah. So so Joey and I had a had a boat maintenance day, and and uh, it was great to have you down there. And just because because you're looking at stuff, and, and we're just so busy, the boat just gets you know gets filthy. There's stuff you got to address. Where what with, with regard to downriggers, what guys don't do is kind of a sailing term called freshen the nip. The nip is the end of a line that you use, or the end of an anchor line. Okay, for for instance. And if you don't take that section of line and cut it off and put another splice in it and do it, you're going, it up. you're going to break off anchors. You're going to break off stuff. Downrigger fishermen, what are you going to do? You're going to break off downrigger balls. And I don't want to leave wire in a I, – I don't want to leave a downrigger, especially Joey's. I don't want to leave my 10-shed marine it, disco ball. They, so, they specially made just for me. There's only one of, one of them in Puget Sound, and I – you so, you re-terminated, and here's the other thing, guys. If you're still using wire crimps oh, to put your gear on your, your cable, on your downrigger, get those wire crimps out of there. Anytime you take two pieces of metal and you crimp them together, you're going to— Then you're dunk gonna, them in salt water. You're going to make a, a spot there that is weak. You're, and, you're moving And the Canon yep. Terminators, even for you guys with Scotties, you can use them even though they're yep. Canon. They yep. go on any, any wire. Um do not create a crimp, right? You and feed they, and, it through, yep, and, and then you close this little plastic doohickey, and they are money. They're and money. You, you redid mine, and, and if, then and obviously if, everybody knows I drag my <laughs> cannonballs around in the in the dirt, and I I got hung at like I was scoped out to like a two hundred feet on and, the wire. And we weren't quite at max flood, but the current was ripping, we're cranking. And, and we're close to and we we're close to Maristone Point. And your ball was was stuck. Okay, now there's another thing about coated balls is if you can change the angle, okay, once you hang up a downrigger ball, you have to stop the boat. You got to get all the rest of the gear up and you got to turn the boat around. Well, this process takes a minute or two, right? And meanwhile, Joey goes, oh, no, oh, no, I'm at 300 feet of line. There's only 400 on these downriggers, dude. So we knew we had to get things done fast. So I, I got the boat spun around. We're starting, you know, but you're holding on to the wire, too. And I got the boat spun around. And we pulled even with that ball and started pulling well, back the b- other before, way. But it before was... I watched the last five <laughs> turns as Nelly's on, on the spool sp- <laughs> turning, turning, and I'm like, "Oh no, oh no!" And what happened was it took all the cable out. 
but that and then it was bending my boom. my boom and I saw the ball pop oh. loose, but then it immediately hung <laughs> yeah. again. Oh yeah! And then Nelly got the boat around on top of it, and we got it. We got it back. It, that's absolutely key, though. You have to pull opposite of the direction you get a downrigger ball, and it's in. a team to effort. Get, it you, is. You, it is. Everybody, one guy's got to release that break. Yep. Otherwise, it's gone. All hands on deck. And 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 at that point, we not only would have lost the ball, but we would have left four hundred feet of wire in the Dragon Mid Channel Bank. That yeah. it's not something that I would want to do. Nope. Right. So, so, but you know, but you you have to be hip to what's you, you have to be aware, right? And that's that's a problem too. Which it, why it's nice to get away from downriggers, nice to get away from trolling because there's a, for to effectively conduct that technique in a whole bunch of traffic with a whole bunch of current, and you're and you, you know it, it, to, to be running the boat and running your gear, you know, and not hitting other boats and effectively running the your mind is is down and in there and in nowhere else. So to not run downrigger balls and not have to fish heavy currents and just have the eloquence of either a jig or a hook and a bait. I mean, this is, we're coming into a really, really fun time of year. Finesse I mean, fishing. Yeah. You know, you know, as much, much more... as I love my downriggers, I'm kind of sick of them right now. Yeah. Kind well, of we've sick been doing it a lot. We've been doing it a lot because, you know, and, and one of the reasons we get so fired up about buoy 10 is why? The, no more downriggers. The violence of the strikes. Yeah. Right. You know, and, and one of the reasons that, you know, we're, we're really, really looking forward to you know, jumping on that plane on on Monday morning and spending our four days up in Rivers Inlet. You know, we invited up there by by Mick Heath and and Finn Bay Lodge and and uh, is there? I asked him straight up. I go, you don't even have downriggers on your boat, so you go, nope, nope, nope. So we don't need any choves. We don't need any trolling heads. It's hooks and weights, boys. That's and, it. And big herring, big herring. Yeah. yeah, we're going to be bringing a bunch of herring up there. That's going to be. I've never. So so ever since we were kids, I mean, you always hear about you know. Rivers Inlet, what Rivers Inlet, Rivers Inlet. Well, I've never been there because you know I've been you know been doing the work program up in up in Sitka and you know the, and then the work release program here in Puget Sound, yes. right? <laughs> you know, and on the coast and then Buoy Tan, and that's just that's kind of been our jam. But to have the opportunity to go experience this salmon fishing mecca where so many of our friends are do basically you know spend their August up there. I mean, you know, it's where you're going to see not just the biggest Chinook of your year. But possibly where you're going to find in this day and age the biggest Chinook on the coast. I mean, when's the last time you heard of a Chinook of 60, 70, and 80 pounds? Invariably, this in this era, what used to be the Kenai used to own that title, mm-hmm. right? But, but the Kenai, to no small extent, kind of lost its opportunity to produce those fish in the war of attrition that is the sockeye, sockeye fishery in Cook Inlet. Yeah. And, and so and we'll never get it back because they'll never stop fishing on those sake. I, I don't think they will anyway. Well, and I don't think you can get it. You just can't get it back at this so, point. So it's cool because we get a look at these fish in the Queen Charlotte's as we did on the listener trip with, you know, with, with Wyman and all the, all the wonderful folks that came up there, Wyman and Brock and everybody. You know, and, and we got a, we got a tie in the lodge. And then I got a 41 in the lodge. And then, and then you know, we're hearing about 50s in the lodge. Well, all those fish that are hitting the top end of the Queen Charlotte Islands, top end of Haida Gwaii. A lot of those are headed for head of Rivers Inlet, and so mm-hmm. now we get to go experience that fishery. and can't wait, and so hopefully it'll be. Uh, we'll be I'm not excited at all, dude. I know Joey's sending me videos. He's sending me a video of a video he's watching about, about Rivers Inlet. So that's I've watched kick. every video on YouTube that has Rivers Inlet in the title. Yeah, and I mean just the. I'm I'm trying to learn the names of some of the drags, oh, yeah. you know, the wall. Um and uh, yeah I'm I'm there's I've been just, hearing about this oh yeah ever since I was well, a kid there's so. just there's there's just so much tradition and so much mystique in in and can't wait to get up there so. and fish with Mick Heath yeah, you know Mick, Mick's been and, up there a long, uh, Finn long Bay time, Lodge so. 
Thank you for, uh, yeah, for no inviting doubt. us up. Yep, and and maybe we could turn this into turn this into you know something of an annual too. I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. But but back to your point. First off, one more thing: we haven't seen the biggest Chinook landed in in Washington waters this year. I honestly think that's probably going to happen in Westport or Ilwaco later this month, probably in, and 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 possibly in the Columbia River. Because we're, we're going to see buoy 10, 10, which we, we yeah. landed our biggest last year. The last yeah. day we fished, yeah. a legit 30-pound Chinook yeah, URB, uh, with a sure. fin on it that we released. And um, I think we're going to see some, maybe even some bigger fish this year inside. Yeah. Without you question. I, 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 we're going we're gonna to see some absolute toads coming in. And it's wonderful because it's, it's, it's so vitally important for the big Chinook salmon to return because nothing captures anglers' imaginations like big kings in this part of the world nor should it right it's 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 important to see big chinook coming back and it's uh it's wonderful that that's what that's what we're beginning to see right now but but again if, if i had a gun to my head today and i had to go find a coho or a pink i mean it's it for me it's easy you go to possession well and you're gonna you're gonna probably not see that many folks out there a lot of guys are gonna bounce to 10 because right. they have a chinook opportunity sure. um, and i don't blame them but boy, possession with with space to work yeah. and get on the mooch, get rod in hand, um, pretty fun, man. Yeah, with, without with no question at all. Um, and and also, but again, lighten it up. Get some lighter trout rods. Hang a pink buzz bomb on there. Find some fish and and just get on top of them and just float along with them. You know, with little tiny jigs or or with cut plugs. You know, and and it, because look again, everybody has to have this part in their in their in their angling arsenal. Crabbing still going on, still going strong in Puget Sound. Um, I heard mixed things from the from the prawn opener this week. I don't, it, you know. Yeah, I didn't hear anything. I I was on the water shrimping, yeah. uh, running my commercial yeah. boat that day, and and running out. I was like, we were on the water at like two in the morning, so I'm coming in at about eight fifteen, and the opener's at nine. Yeah. So I'm like, oh man, Here this is going to be like I'm going to be slaloming through <laughs> boats, and but. There weren't that many people on the water. I think, yeah. you know, people did their prawning and, eh, but, but you know. Crabbing's, crabbing's still solid. And, oh, and, crabbing's and, been fantastic. And this is, you know, this is the time of the year where things get a little bit weird. And we'll, and, and uh, we got a couple tips for you, you know, to kind of stay on top of them a little, you know, a little later in the show, definitely. But, uh, you know, again, let's let's focus on what we can do. And and uh, so so this hour, hey, let, let's talk a little bit about some coho techniques. And Robbo's going to kind of laugh. We haven't had Robbo on the show. So we'd, he's going to give us the, uh, uh, the... Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what Rob wants to do right now is, is talk, talk about, about coho. coho. He does, but you know what? He's going to. <laughs> yeah, Doug, I it. know. And, and then... Then um, there's a big money tuna derby. It's called the Owaco Tuna Club Invitational. Mark White, uh, our, our man in Owaco, is going to join us. Uh, just got to spend a couple days on Buoy 10 with him a couple years ago. Just a great angler. And, great guy, but he's been out on a couple tuna runs. I and mean, guys have been out there getting tuna. Have guys been. have been running out of Westport uh, and getting a few tuna out there. But sounds like Owaco has kind of been the place to be when it comes to the tuna fishery so far early. And and they've had really nice water. The tuna, uh, yep. what I was hearing, hearing anyway last week was... About 30 miles out, which yep. is, that's a yep. that's hop, easy. skip, and a jump. Hour run, baby, an hour run. Check out the heavy equipment auction. Starts August 3rd at murphyauction.com. Also on August 2nd, you have a complete liquidation of surplus arms and ammo in Tacoma. Uh, that's all available online at murphyauction.com. Give us a few minutes. We'll be right back with a jam-packed hour or two right here. The Outdoor Line, Seattle Sports Station 710, Seattle Sports app.